Welcome to the Building BN Podcast, where we take an inside look at Bloomington Normal economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners. Hosted by your BNEDC. Recording from our offices in Uptown Normal, we would like to welcome today's guest, Andy Shirk, president at Beer Nuts. We hope you enjoy. So yeah, I was born in Normal, uh, but uh, went to Brigham School, went to Parkside Element, or Junior High, um, and then went to U High for about two years before I actually uh, left town for boarding school as a junior in high school. Huh. So I went out to Pennsylvania, Mercer's, the Mercersburg Academy in Mercersburg, Pennsylvania, uh, for my junior and senior year. So I had my sort of... I knew my town, I had my Bloom to Normal experience, and I sort of got an international experience at a boarding school out east, um, which was transformational, I think. So Sure. Uh, but uh, then I came back, started moving this way, went to college in Ohio, went to Miami University of Ohio, was in, uh, it's fun to say, I was in Ben Roethlisberger's class. So. <laughs> How were you? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yep. Uh, it's usually, usually a good response, but yeah. not always. Um, and then uh, after finishing uh, there, uh, moved to Chicago. Got to commercial real estate, um, and I uh, was doing tenant rep, and uh, uh, did tenant rep for a year, and then I, I started doing, I was an analyst, and started selling enclosed malls and strip malls across the country. So uh, in 2008, the market really, uh, mm-hmm. late seven, early eight, was really crashing, and uh, I took the summer off and uh, spent some time with my uh, parents out in Colorado. My dad said, why don't you just come home? and sort of consult and, and help us with our, our farm operation and a little bit with beer nuts. And so I started commuting in September of 08, and uh, that's when I started coming back. Uh, three years of commuting, met my wife, we got married, and she said, all right, um, we probably need to move. Sure. And I said, yep, uh, that's a good idea. Thanks for bringing it up so I didn't have to. <laughs> and so we bought a house before I got married and, and moved down in uh, June of 2011. So. Love it. Okay. Yeah. But... Um, but at that point, I was, uh, I'd been, you know, my first job back was sweeping the basement of Beer Nuts, uh, or sweeping it, cleaning it, eventually sweeping it, but uh, it hadn't been touched in a long time, and uh, it was quite a project. It took about two weeks to get all the stuff out of there and get it all cleaned up, and uh, so I kind of, I would say I went from a coat and tie to t-shirt and jeans, and sure. started at the bottom, literally, and sort of worked every job uh, over the next three years before becoming the GM. Um, and then after a couple of years, uh, I was appointed president, I think about six or seven years ago. Okay. And so I've been in that, that role since. So, um, yeah. did, did you always envision coming back no. to Beer Nuts? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, what, what would you be doing if not for Beer Nuts? I'd still be in real estate. I love okay. real estate. Yeah. The, you know, the, the, the market transition really uh, pushed my uh, reassessment of what I wanted to do. And I was able to, through some other entities here uh, sort of exercise my real estate interest at the same time as getting into beer nuts and figuring out, figuring out agriculture a little bit and from our, our farm entity, but also, um, you know, getting into beer nuts and my other exercising my other business interests. So, but still alive and well, and that's actually a valuable um, skill set, especially being on the, the EDC board as well. And yeah, yeah, every time he mentions like f- former, you know, working with malls, I'm like, Oh, we, we've got one of those. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I was, <laughs> I sold a lot of uh, declining malls, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, it was it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, that skill set comes in handy. Yeah. Well, besides uh, being in Ben Roethlisberger's class, what's a uh, <laughs> unique fun fact about yourself? Well, that's a good good time for my unique fun fact. I was a, I was a uh, college entrepreneur, so I uh, I joined the uh, entrepreneurship club at Miami University, and the club had 
sort of kicked off this project where they were going to start a business as a club. And after about a semester, it was very clear that you can't run a business as a club. <laughs> and so uh, me and three other guys uh, sort of took it on ourselves. And uh, the business being it was a water distribution company. Okay. It was a territory. Oxford, Ohio was a territory that a Cincinnati-based company couldn't service very well. And so we created a more or less a, a branch um, and operated independently and uh, built enough business over the next two years to, to sell it back to the, the original uh, provider and our supplier and um, you know sort of be done with it but yeah so college entrepreneur in 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 the like dot-com era we were selling water so. yeah <laughs> but, well, that's a, that's a yeah. pretty good form of experience-based learning like it it's was. one thing to go to class another thing to actually go do it right yeah. yeah and that and that was you know sort of maybe the the feedback i got from my parents at times like you're doing this business thing we don't really understand or believe you know make sure your grades are a little yeah. bit better <laughs> I'm like, all right so but yeah very cool. Uh, so, um, yeah, you mentioned a role at the company, and it's probably similar to ours. Like, every day is a little bit different, and you talked about how you, you really almost worked your way up with every job. But, like, what does a typical day uh, look like at your current role? Uh, currently, there's uh, there, the only typical day is really Monday um, with our leadership team meeting. Um, but it's – so it, a, a day is, is really now heavily focused on – either a lot of to-dos, uh, little things throughout the day, or it's a, more of a focus day and I, I'm, I'm really digging into a big project, um, whether it's, uh, you know, some acquisition or, uh, you know, product development, new product development, culture-related uh, issues are, are on my plate. Um, you know, it's, uh, and, and, and even right now I'm working on our Amazon is, is something I'm really focused on, but um, yeah, it's, there's not a typical day anymore and it's just is it a day to do to do's or to really focus on the big projects that's, sure. that's the difference so what what would you say have been some of your biggest challenges and mm -hmm. surprises since president at beer nuts uh that's good question challenges it's family business family business is an extra layer there's you know there's there's a way to run a business and then you throw that layer of family on it and and it, it just it it complicates things um but it makes when things are great, it's it's awesome, and when things are bad, it's it's the opposite of awesome. Yeah. So, um, so, um, but the uh, I think you know the I think the biggest maybe the biggest accomplishments is we've we've brought in house um, our uh, what we we've been using a co-packer for they covered about sixty two percent of our sales were being packaged by a co-packer in Grand Rapids, and we're just about finished bringing all of that in house. And so that's that's quite an accomplishment for the business. I don't think I necessarily get credit for it, but it's it's something I've really been trying to make happen and it it's we're just about done so um that's that's exciting for our business and i think our community as well so great yeah. definitely and uh, talking about the business and even family i know it's a family business uh, if you can go a little bit of the history and the background of you know how beer nuts became beer nuts sure um that's goes back to 1937 i can talk for a while on this one <laughs> but uh we would like you to take it year by year yeah, yeah. right i can't not that well i can't talk that well 42 yeah, yeah. <laughs> on well, april this day yeah i don't have it like that but i'll give you the, the broad strokes is 1937 my grandpa's brother arlo shirk worked in this store called the caramel crisp shop in downtown bloomington and the guy who owned it um was ready to retire and he sold it to my great uncle um, who decided to he, he was going to run it and um, as is and keep going but with it came this product the red skin peanuts they were called it was peanut with a skin on it um, and the recipe for it and so he ran it for a little bit uh, he ended up getting married and he was on his honeymoon in on Ogden Avenue in Chicago and he got a car accident and perished um, so 
Uh, my grandpa at the time was at USC playing basketball out west and decided, all right, I better come back and start, uh, you know, help the family sort of figure this out, uh, help his parents and, and all that. And so he got involved in, uh, permanently at that time. That's when he came back to Illinois Wesleyan. Um, and then uh, sort of ran it for a number of years with the help of family and turned it more into a restaurant instead of selling just, you know, peanuts and uh, a couple other items, caramel apples and things like that. They added, you know, you know they're selling hamburgers and all that. But um, they still made that Redskin peanut. And so in the late 40s, early 50s, their potato chip distributor, distributor a guy named Eldridge Brewster, came in and said, I think I could sell those on my route. And I, from what I'm told, my grandpa was pretty resistant to much risk and eventually convinced them. And so Brewster started selling Shirk's glazed nuts on his route um, regionally, I think around central Illinois. And, and they, they sold pretty well, especially in, in bars and taverns. <laughs> and so, uh, so they, uh, they kind of sat down and uh, decided, okay, we're going to really, we're going to really do this. And I said, all right, are we going to call it Be Bevera nuts? beverage nuts like broader appeal or beer nuts and and i always say thank god they chose beer nuts yeah, yeah. Uh, and trademarked it because that's uh, i think gotten us through some tough times at times so um it's it's a good good brand name to have um but uh from there they sort of uh they went from the basement of a building downtown uh they moved once for about six months to the old capitized produce buildings near downtown and then they moved to prairie street downtown where they were until 74 um where they added on i'm like 22 times or something like that. And then in 74, they moved to where we are on Washington and Robinson. Um, it's an old dairy and they built production around the old dairy and um, old Prairie Farms dairy and, and that's where we are. But the, the product side of it is we had, the, we had the original peanuts was the recipe we sort of, we inherited or, or was purchased. And then the cashews came in the 70s, early 70s, almonds in the late 70s. Started bringing the, the mixed products in in the, the early 2000s. Um, and I've, I've kind of grown it from one product to about uh, 19 right now. Nice. Um, few of them, which are the majority of our sales, but we do have more than just those few. So well, we're a fan of, was it the wasabi mix? Mm -hmm. Did you just update that? We updated the cantina mix. The cantina mix, and then, okay. And the hot bar mix became uh, the habanero mix, which is, if you like hot, it's hot, hot, but it's got <laughs> but it's got good flavor too. So okay. it's it's a uh, it's a good mix of both. So. Well, what would you say is your most popular product? The original bar mix. The original, so, okay. Yeah, so that 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 became that outpaced the original peanuts a few years ago, huh. um, and and then it's been fun to make variations off of that. And so. I'm I'm curious, can you just talk a little bit more about the distribution sure. of what that looked like locally, and then even beyond that? Yeah, so it's back to Brewster. It was you know. Shirk said, we're going to manufacture. Brewster said, we're going to do sales and marketing distribution. And so um, originally it was just Brewster and his crew running trucks, um, or they look more like station wagons and pictures. From here out, they, they leave Monday morning, come back Friday night uh, or Saturday even, and uh, they'd get as far as they could go in every direction. But we, we grew regionally in Illinois, then neighboring states. And um, my grandpa's brother, Ed, was out west. He set up the west coast. Um, and so we've always been pretty strong out west, and uh, so that's sort of how it went early on. Now it's we use you know we sell direct to uh, retailers from Walmart to your regional grocers to, but also to distributors and redistributors like Dot Foods down in Mount Sterling or um, you know you kind of name it. We've 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 probably done it at some point or we're doing it now, but we've we've got a very uh, distributed distribution channel, so it's it's not just direct to retailer or direct to distributors. So Are you global anywhere? 
We do end up in, uh, we sell like the Costco or the Philippines as a customer. Okay. Um, okay. I don't even know what they're called. Uh, we've got some going to South America right now, wow. but we're not intentionally sure. selling offshore. So, uh, but it happens and, and it's nice. It's yeah. good, good extra business. But Well, I know there's definite brand recognition mm-hmm. because whenever we've gone to shows and, uh, you know, of course now with Rivian as popular as they are, we're telling that story and, um, the, the guy had said, well, what else do you have going on? I talked about Ferrero as well. And mm-hmm. literally in front of the en- entire group, he was like, so you have chocolate, beer nuts, and electric trucks. <laughs> and I was like, yes. He's like, you guys make a lot of cool stuff. And I'm like, I might steal that as a tagline at some point. I think I saw it on your LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that, that is true. And yeah. it's, it's about the brand name. Um, and it's great for us, too, because we like to ship things around and, you know, and stay in touch with the different site selectors and business prospects we're working mm-hmm. with. But to have that and, and it's like, oh, yeah, I think, you know, locally we know it. Um, but to get Blooming's Normal on the map outside of State Farm and ISU, right. it's a nice reminder that, yeah, we're good at manufacturing. Well, we appreciate every time you send our product out. <laughs> so that's, that's always good for our uh, name recognition and, and product recognition as well. I do have one question yeah. that is not on our list of questions. Great. I'm just curious about, do you have any plans of ever bringing back the store? The in-person store. I got drilled at like the rotary on this one <laughs> by someone. I'm sorry if this is a hot topic. No, it's but good. It's it's fine. I yeah. miss the in-person store to just drop in, pick up some products, and. Well, I've got an easy answer for you. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that was yeah. simple enough. Uh, it's yeah. It's uh, it's not off of our mind. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, for so it's for not the a near- hard no. It's a hard no for the near term. <laughs> okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah. In the next good. five years, no. So. Okay. <laughs> ten but, years. We'll look yeah, back in we'll ten look years. Five, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, we're trying to just really focus down on on what we do best instead of you know sort of spreading our efforts and um, it just makes more sense to focus on the wholesale side of our business and our most efficient lines and products and um, and that seems to be working well for us. So yeah. there's also the direct to consumer model. We have a website. I mean yeah. that's. Uh, that's a good way to get our product. So, so it's a virtual store, but they, as I say, like just think about variable costs when it comes to actually setting up a retail location compared right. to more of the wholesale side. Well, in in a manufacturing environment too, to have regular foot traffic uh, in a in a food plant isn't ideal. There's right. food safety concerns that you know. There's just you can't control everything when you have that open door. So. I think there's an idea that uh, actually Charlie over the chamber was talking about making almost like this BN store, like mm-hmm. this one store that just sold a whole bunch of, so that maybe that is a way to get that product and it's yeah. in downtown, and, but it's all, it's everything. So you can get your chocolate there and anything else that we make, um, popcorn, of course, and right. all of our local beers, that could be a yeah. pretty good add on, maybe even for a CVB. Yeah. You know, well, so. we're, we're all over town at different local retailers and most, most grocers. And, uh, I think Donnie B's is one of our new ones. And, uh, uh, across the street, the first edition hair salon, they sell our product. So if you okay. want to drive by Beer Nuts and you're disappointed, you can go across the street and they're usually open. So, but yeah, we're, we're around still. Um, yeah, we always like to talk about the impact on the local economy. Um, just one, your family story and the history that goes with that. Uh, it, it is, it does help us sell the thing that, you know, we are good at making things here because mm-hmm. that's not uh, primarily what we've been known for maybe a long time ago, but right. as soon as like the major employer gets above 15,000 that's pretty much what you're you're labeled as and we're, we're grateful for them but also that um, we can get back to the manufacturing side and mm-hmm. just for us in economic development uh, manufacturers for the listeners they normally have a higher multiplier not only because of uh, the wages that go along with it and the skills but then also the suppliers and the buyers that come along with it it's right. just a longer chain mm-hmm. compared to you're going to go here and be a knowledge worker right yeah so it's, it's really really important 
Um, anyway, speaking of that, uh, do you currently have any job openings? We do. Okay. Um, we're looking for a sales and marketing coordinator. Nice. I'm looking for a part-time assistant. Okay. So, um, and we're always looking in for uh, people to sort of filter through our, our application process and just um, so that when the role's there, we know we might know who to go to. But um, we're always encouraging people to uh, apply in general on our website. On the website? Yeah. And the website is? Beernuts.com. Beernuts.com. Yeah. That's, that's easy enough. And yeah. we'll also put the, uh, the link to that in the show notes and all of our social media as well because uh, we know workforce is always a hot topic. So it's cool to hear they've got uh, multiple layers of jobs um, available right now. And this one, um, being a townie, should be pretty good. But like, whenever you do have a prospect in town for one of your new positions, like, how are you spending that perfect day? Where are you taking them to show it off? A perfect day for a prospect. Uh, I was thinking a perfect day for me, so I got to <laughs> I got to rephrase my uh, my thinking here. Um, I love the trail, so you know, I, if I want someone to move here, I want to get them on the trail. I want to yep. get them on a bike. Um, and I want to, I think that, you know, that just is just a unique sort of artery through our community. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm getting them on the trail. I'm, I'm getting them uptown probably in the morning or, or midday for lunch, uh, and, hit, um, hitting Medici and, uh, probably outside on the upstairs patios, one of my favorite spots. Definitely now. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Not in the winter. Um, still great inside though in the winter. Uh, it's a good spot, but, um, and then from there we're, uh, we're probably in, as the afternoon progresses, we're, if it's a prospect, we're beer nuts. So we can hit breweries. Sure. So sure. Um, we'd probably get to Keg Grove on the trail and, and probably get out to distill just because from a manufacturing standpoint, I love looking through the windows or getting any sort of insight I can into what they're doing, doing great stuff. Um, and then uh, as I move along, I'm, 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 I'm probably going to go uh, get them downtown more in the evening. So dinner, Front Street is the Front Street Corridor. I think it's more good news on that this week. It's uh, I think it's restaurant row in the making Yeah, um, with uh, the Epiphany Farms uh, presence as well as uh, Rosie's and um, and I'm a I'm a fan of the, the stable afterwards okay. for yeah. some live music and and even after that Diggers is uh, it's a hole in the wall dive bar <laughs> but uh, it's a it's a, a fun little place I think so um, yeah that's probably that's probably where it would wrap up but um, but I like I like the the difference between you know where we've got uptown is fantastic mm -hmm. and I and I and then when you go downtown and there's some good pockets and 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 but then I'll see the opportunity of um, you know there could be more and I think and when I know more is coming now it, that it's 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 exciting time. So. I like that theme of restaurant row and I'll I've, I'll admit I've not been in Diggers yet but every time I go from like Epiphany down to the stable or even the arcade before that mm -hmm. everyone standing out front of Diggers has been the most polite happy welcoming people. It's almost weird. Just like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, oh, pretty good. I need to stop in there. <laughs> it's that Midwest nice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you got to go in. It's it's uh, it's a bit of an institution, I think. OK. So, yeah. It's been around. Well, besides beer nuts, mm -hmm. we're going to mm -hmm. ask you the next question because this should be your obvious number one. So we'll go to number two, yeah. <laughs> as in what would be your favorite BN food item? Or thing to eat here locally? It's Luca Pizza. Okay. That's easy. That's, That's a common answer. It yeah, it's it's hard to beat. The the Baldini, a little bit crispy, extra crispy. Mm -hmm. So if you could have a bowl of your beer nuts on one side and a Luca Pizza, that's a perfect meal, right? Well, there, well balanced. There's a connection there. So there's an alley that goes across East Street from Luca to the old beer nuts plant. Oh. And the story is my grandpa and I think even my dad and uh, Ray Curry, our old uh, plant manager, would walk back and forth there for lunch every once in a while. And ah. that's so I look down that alley and, you know, it's that there's some there's some history there. Very yeah. cool. So you go and then 
a little later, you go get a stag beer at Luca and, and a Baldini. So. Stag beer, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there should be like a plaque or something in the alley that just maybe like a little history tour. Like <laughs> we can work in there. That's pretty cool. And so, yeah, since you are the uh, board chair of the uh, EDC here, like why does economic development matter? Uh, that's it's a, it's a great question. I think it's, um, it's well, I think back first. And I think back over the, fir- the last, since I got here in 2008, or got back here and, and, and then even further to growing up here and seeing how economic development really influenced the growth of this community as a, you know, as pre up until I was 16. And then seeing things a little bit quieter, you know, going back over the 2000s or 2010s. Um, you know, it, it, I, it really puts the community on offense. Um, you know, when we're, when we're developing and, and investing and, and drawing people in and, and investing in our businesses, uh, you know, I think it, it it raises the bar for everybody, and it uh, raises the tide for everybody as well. And so, um, you know, it, it keeps us growing, and and it continues to create opportunity not only just for businesses, uh, but for the government and for individuals. Uh, my favorite for entrepreneurs. Um, there's you know, it creates those gaps or those those new opportunities for people to take advantage of. And so, you know, I think sometimes people think, well, that's just you know a big business thing, and I, I completely disagree yeah. and say it's 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 you know economic development creates the opportunity for all of us. So that's why it matters to me, I think. No, you're, you're, you're dead on. And that's why we kind of use the flywheel analogy because I've been a part of communities that it's going the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, if you're not playing offense and it is more defense and reactive, you're not listening to your businesses and getting the tools that they need to grow from within. uh, It'll just slow down and it it has. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whoever said, your defense is your your defense is the best offense. Wasn't in ec- economic development. No, so, that yeah. that only works in the, for the Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah, right. Or it hasn't since '85 anyway. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah, that's 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 great, and it's it's one of those you touched on with entrepreneurship is something that I think we have a good base for, but I know we can do more. Right. And I know that we've talked about that in the past too. And yeah. Um, that's always uh, it's on the back burner. Um, hopefully coming to the front burner pretty soon, um, because workforce is getting close to being ironed out, and it's just cool to. It really, one, have the plan. So mm-hmm. we had the plan, yep. worked the plan. Yep. And then now, um, as the board chair, you have the task of the new plan, which yeah. will be the longer one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll be getting the band back together to go for a three-year. Um, but, yeah, it's just cool to see that everybody now, is they're, they're getting it, and mm-hmm. they see how the system works. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next step of ironing out um, a more of a long-term plan. And plus, with the brand at the same time, mm-hmm. all this stuff's just firing out. And it's, yeah. it's a great time to really, you know, capture the momentum that we have on our side. Well, going back to the entrepreneurship perspective, I'm seeing the, you know, the, the culture of our community, I think has really changed in the last two, three years to an entrepreneurial minded culture where, where I think, you know, we were really pretty risk averse before that. Yeah. So now it's, you know, what else, what else? And it's just fun seeing people sort of light up and that switch kind of flip as a, as a community. So it's, uh, I, I credit a lot of the new people in town for bringing, bringing that mentality, but uh, I also credit those who've, who have who have made the change too for for being open minded. So it's there's a lot of good stuff going on. Yeah, no, it's a, we've got a very bright future. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you wanted to cover? I don't think so. Anything else you want to know? <laughs> I don't think so. You got any other? Not that I can think of at the moment. Okay. Well, I'm sure that we can always do a follow up later on, and as we get closer to rolling out the brand, that'll be more public. Probably have to have a follow up on that one. Of course, the strategic plan. Um, which hopefully gets lined up and approved right at the end of your term. And we can probably do a recap of that. <laughs> Great. And then, of course, uh, we'll get the other one back together, the, the podcast, and hopefully get around town and tell the stories of the local flavor, not just with uh, the food, but also some of the adult beverages. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that'll be a spin off of this. That's the goal. <laughs> it's going to be just, just a beer one. Or where where do can, beer nuts taste best? Yeah, yeah, it could, it could be. <laughs> you can spin that a lot of different ways. Yep. We just know that. I, I was a little surprised too when I got to town and 
I think it was Ryan Whitehouse, and he was like, do you like dive bars? And I was like, sure, yeah. yeah. And he was like, we've got some hidden ones. And sure enough, you go around, and they're like in the middle of the neighborhood. So uh-huh. yep. that could be a lot of podcasts yeah. covering all the little <laughs> little historic hey, restaurants we have. It's all work. It does all work, yeah. <laughs> I'm game. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Tune in next week as we continue to take an inside look at Bloomington Normal's economic development with industry pros, local businesses, and community partners, and learn more about our BN Advantage.